Support for a podcast with GOAT is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision tools for your family jewels, and there ain't nothing more important than that. Big news. Ring the alarm. Manscaped just launched in Canada. This is where 98% of you live. I look at the stats. For those listeners in Canada, aka the people listening right now, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience life-changing products. Listen, I'm a trimmer. I'm a groomer. I take care of myself. You don't know how many countless times I've hit a neck. Next thing you know, there's a fountain. It doesn't stop. There's blood everywhere. It looks like a crime scene by the time I'm finished, okay? He's, he's singing like Mariah at the end of it. Exactly. And then you think, oh my God, I cut myself aftershave. Eh, wrong idea. You don't want to do that. But with Manscaped, you can. That's why Manscaped has the redesigned electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineered team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Period. I know I'm reading that, but I'm saying period ever they have the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 we're done with the 2.0 it's still on the website it's okay but the 3.0 is where it's at it's their third generation trimmer and it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents that is the key part in this situation there will be zero accidents it has skin safe technology when i tell you this is premium i mean premium the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can shave for however long you want and however hairy you are what more do you want <laughs> the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower one of the coolest features is the led light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming they've also upgraded to a 7000 7 thousand rpm motor with quiet stroke technology and let's not forget about the charging stand oh don't forget about the charging don't you stand. forget about it show your mower off loud and proud because it's intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by usb if you are listening to me speak right now right now right now right now i want you to experience it firsthand for yourself trim that junk of yours get 20 percent off free plus free shipping with plus code free shipping. apwg all capitals at manscaped.com your balls will thank you it says it on the shirt and if they say it on the shirt that means they mean it your balls will thank you thank you to manscaped for supporting the boys go buy the product again get 20 percent off and free shipping with code apwg all capitals at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code APWG. All caps. It's time to shave those balls, isn't it? Welcome to another episode of a podcast with Goat. It's a little different. I don't have Maslin with me, but what who I do have is a very special guest. Fort Erie homegrown legend, two-time Yates Cup winner. Banyer Cup winner and 2012 Offsa champ, member of the Golden Gators, Cole Majora. Golden Gators, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, what the what a build up there! Not oh, bad, not bad. For the sake of the legend, all. but I'll take it, brother. Yeah, well, hey, it's all good, brother. We, I want to know how to like quite quite a cool experience and i just want to know about it a little bit more um so 
I've known you my whole life. Like OLV, we went through school together. Like I remember coming over to your kid or coming over to your house as a kid. You know, something I was thinking because as like I do these and get ready for them, I think back on like memories and shit. Your mom made the best craft dinner I ever had, and like this chicken drumstick thing. I remember like eating at your house two spe- and you used to get chocolate cocoa puffs for breakfast at your place and my mom used to never buy those and those are like three things that I vividly remember from your house as a kid. Dude, that's so funny cuz I was at a Hearns a couple weeks ago and I was passing by your house there on uh I don't even know. Oh, the, the old now. one on the North. old one and I was yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. it and I was like holy shit dude like things changed fast like yeah. That was like a good 15 years ago now. But. 15? Cool. I haven't lived in that house since we were like eight. So I have no idea what the math is there. No, me neither. I, that was way too fast. Thir- yeah, 15. Yeah, okay. Never mind. 15. You're kind of right. <laughs> Jesus I'm Christ. I'm but, yeah, you are. You already won up on me. But yeah, dude, fi- like it's it's crazy. Yeah. When I think back to high school, like it's crazy that that's almost like five, six years ago. Bananas. I know, dude. Even looking back at like uh, all of you and shit, dude. Like all of us from now, like to then, it's crazy. Like there's only like, so many left of us. I know, and that's why I really enjoy doing the podcast because I get to kind of I have an excuse to stay in touch with people <laughs> that I normally would like only like their pictures on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough, honestly, because everybody's yeah. so spread out now. Like, well, that's even, it. Like, Thompson's he's all the way in Boston now too, right? I know. I, we're actually no one knows us yet. He's coming on the podcast to talk about his little outdoors Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> he posted a photo on his story the other day. It's me just staring through a car window. I'm like, Thompson, this page looks sick, dude. Look at me. <laughs> Oh, he's catching he's catching some ricochets here. Yeah, um, he's, been for, he's been hunting for a couple of years. That should be sick. Yeah, and he he looks cool doing it. And I've never been, so I'm like super curious about it. Um okay, so I've known you my whole life. We we've you know, we are friends, well, I, we still are friends, but we were close when we were younger. For sure. And and I mean, you were always that hockey, soccer kid growing up. You come to, you know, we go to high school, grade 10. I think you and Paulo Civilotti <laughs> joined the football team. Yeah, Civ joined and we got those stupid yellow visors. You remember that shit? Yeah, yeah, I do. And like not long after Paulo quit, like Paulo was out after like a week or two. Yeah, because Paulo didn't hit puberty till like grade 12, but he would have been the best player on our team hands down in grade 10. But yeah, he would have. He would have. But he didn't want to do it. And- yeah, but that's so okay. He went and he played junior B. I'm sure season seven will come around to the podcast and I'll find. Yeah, yeah you better get Siv on here soon too. Cause I'll run out of people. We'll get we'll get Siv on. I told Siv today. On I told Siv. I said, Siv, if I don't have anything to talk about, I'm just gonna chirp you. So <laughs> he's ready for it. I met his. Oh, I was telling you, I met his girlfriend. I don't know how he landed her. She seems so cool. Oh, she's a sweetheart. She cut my hair a couple months ago, right in the middle of COVID. I was hurting for one, so I went nice. to Serena. She did a great job. So yeah, she's unreal. Um, so, anyways, you kind of started football later than most of us. Like I was playing football since like ten, and that's probably why my eggs are scrambled. But I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I caught up. Don't worry, university got the best of me. I caught yeah, up. Yeah, well, we're gonna talk about that a little too. But like, what what made you say, okay, it's time to go? Like, I want to play. Now. So my dad's friend tried to make me play, like from like even like when you guys were playing like younger ball. Yeah. Uh, last name Kennedy. I can't even think of his first name. Mark Kennedy. Mark, Mark Kennedy. Yeah. So Mark That's Kennedy, funny. he always asked my dad and then 
I started playing because I seen you guys when we were in grade nine and I seen the bio and there was a bunch of people there and nobody really went to our hockey games in grade nine. So I thought it was kind of cool. It turned <laughs> out, I guess it was a good, good decision, but yeah, that was honestly the only reason why I played. I didn't really like football that much. Like I, I didn't follow it too much other than Terrell Owens, but so I decided to play because of that and the rest history, I guess, ended up meeting people like Tanner Demers and that, that's big block headed <laughs> Timmy Newman. Yeah. Timmy Newman. Dude, when's the last time you thought of that name? Oh, dude, I literally, I think I talked to Pittsburgh like a, a year and a half ago and I asked him how Tim was doing, but he said he was uh, he was living just in his dad's house there. I can't say I'm floored by that. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Um, so you joined football late. You did. You wanted to play because the buyouts and who would come watch. Um, I remember the first training camp you were there. And more specifically, a Notre Dame game where I think, well, you were playing receiver because you, but you might have been slot, whatever the play was. You were always the fastest kid out there. Maybe Shane, Shane had you the last little bit, but you were always one of the faster kids out there and you got the ball. And I just remember, or maybe it was a catch even. Do you remember what, you what, know what I'm I think you're about? about? So I'll never forget this. So we were playing against St. Paul and they made me do kickoff return. And Tanner was blocking, and he's. I ran it all the way back, and there was a penalty. I think it was Pat. It was Steez. So Pat Stairs got a penalty, and Tanner comes up to me after, and he's like, "Dude, all the way up the field." And I was like, "Honestly, dude, I was so scared. I was just screaming the whole time." <laughs> dude, I, I was like, I don't know. Like everybody's running at me. I'm just fucking terrified. So I was just screaming the whole way up the field. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like you'd break a tackle or like cut and make somebody miss and you would either like laugh or scream like it was the absolute best oh that was awesome that year oh um, nothing beats high school football to be honest it was so it's no, so much it was different dude. oh I'm sure we're gonna get into that trust me I, I was like I said I was creeping your Instagram today and I saw I didn't realize I hadn't I haven't seen the footage probably since like the year we won but I was watching that throw Jer made to you down the sideline in 2012 where you took the ball for like 110 yards or whatever the fuck it was. And I was just like, wow, look, if you look at the growth that you took in two years of football, you weren't you were like determined, focused, running instead of laughing all the way down the field. <laughs> So, I mean, it was clear that, like, your athleticism and I'm sure, like, you developed some sort of passion for it, too, just kind of took over. For sure. I think the biggest thing was obviously just love to win. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing. But I even in that video, I was selling at the sideline because once you start <laughs> running and nobody's around you, I had no idea what to do at all times. I have no <laughs> idea why. But I've never known what to do when I'm in open field. So I just thought the best thing would do would be yell at the sideline at the boys. So... And then you gave it the big old fake spike into the end zone. Yeah, and then that, that was the best. That you you made it look like you were going to pick up the ball and give it slam to the ball. And... <laughs> that, was, <laughs> like, that was laughing. So in, in all seriousness, like playing in that game kind of put us on a bit of a national stage when it came to high school football in Canada. And uh, you end up getting... I'm assuming you had everywhere, realistically, because our 12B year, even though, like, you know, we didn't get the result we wanted, you still tore it up. Like, for sure. I think, I I think there was less on the. We were at that stage, to be honest, right? So, like, yeah, probably. 12B, it kind of narrowed it down. Yeah. 
But being did you like know it was Western from the beginning? All over. Yeah. Did you know it was Western? It's okay. Did you know it was Western from the beginning? Uh, well, because my cousin played, obviously, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Shavoni. He was a kicker in the CFL. Yeah. Yeah. So he played at Western, and oh, I, I just kind of wanted that. to go to Western because of him. Yeah. And then uh, you remember Bull was our coach at, in uh, high school there. Yeah. Was he, he recruiting you pretty hard or what? Yeah. Well, he was a Western guy, too. And I just knew that Western was always winning and shit. So, and I hate losing. So I just thought it was either like Western, and it was kind of still close, like two hours away, London. They always had a pretty good rep for like their football team. And, Remember how Germano was? You'd always talk like, oh, yeah, Western. It's like the American school. And I was like, fuck, like, that sounds like a good time, too. <laughs> and I didn't want to go into yeah, the road east. That place just sounds scary to me. So I know, dude. When I was getting those offers from, like, Bishop, it was like, oh, I'm not going out there to play football. What the fuck? To be honest, um, you know the, uh, the, do you know the coach from uh, Mac at the time when they were real good? Yeah, the bald guy. Yeah, so he came up to me after uh, the game in Asa, and he told me, he said, email him, and he'll get back to me. And so I emailed him, because it was, like, either, like, Western and Mac were the two teams at the time. And yeah. Well, they I, were probably uh, the biggest programs, too. Like, they were the w- most, they were winning at that yeah. time. And he never emailed me back. And then when we beat him the one year, he came up to me and said something. And I just said, well, you didn't call me back, basically. Like, I just kind of. Did you? You kind of gave it to him? Yeah, because, you know, he came up to me and gave me a comment and never said anything to me afterwards. So I was like, hey, fuck him. Like, that yeah. guy never called me. But... <laughs> okay, so you get to Western. What was the jump in play like? Because I'm assuming it's not even comparable. I, To be honest, I think the biggest thing was, like, in, in like, high school, it's pretty well just, like, if you're an athlete, you can play, right? Yeah, for so sure. So I think the, the biggest thing for the first couple of years was actually, like, I didn't play for long, like, you know, like, grade 10. So yeah. was just understanding, like, concepts of football. Like, yeah. in terms of, like, you can't just run a route and, like, not know what's going on around you. you got to understand what defense is being played, like, what coverages are around you and why the guy next to you is actually running that route. Like, you don't just run around with your head cut off, like, in high school. So I think that was <laughs> the biggest thing for sure. Like, kind of understanding the whole design of the play and, like, why you're but uh, to go back to even to like the recruiting process, you're gonna die at this. Okay. So I go and I wanted to go to Western. I met I met up with G Marsh, like uh, Greg Marshall there, and he was like, I told him right away, I was like, Coach, like I want to come play here. He's like, For sure, like we'll tell Vertoya, like we'll let him know, we'll get you for the signing process and everything. And so like March and like April rolls around, and I didn't even apply to like I applied to like Western and Guelph didn't get in. And, like, I think at the time, uh, one of my friends applied me to Kings because I didn't even want to do it. But so I got into Kings. Yeah. And uh, I didn't hear back from Western for a couple months. So I went and I called the guy from Guelph. I'm pretty sure he, he uh, he's a teacher at. Yeah, Lake Casa Court. Santa. Yeah, so Casa Santa. So I messaged Casa Santa. I was like, hey, Casa Santa, I'm fully committed to going to Guelph. Like, I want to do this thing because <laughs> Western didn't message me. So right. I'm, like, I'm fully committed. Like I'm in, this is, like perfect. We'll, he's like, we'll set up a meeting. Like we'll do the recruiting process. Like the next day, I look at my Facebook. I'm like, I know I'm gonna get a message from the Western coach. Next day, I look at my Facebook. The Western coach messaged me saying, Hey Cole, you didn't get my email. Like the recruiting, uh, the like the signing date is like next week. So I'm like, Oh fuck. Oh no. So I messaged Casa Santa back the next day. I was like, Hey, like. I just got into Western for kinesiology, even though I didn't even come close to getting in. 
I was like, this is more like a schooling standpoint. Like, I'm just going to go to Western for my schooling to get a better education. Meanwhile, I'm going to King's Criminology. <laughs> and, uh, dude, he messed me back. He was so mad. He messed me back saying, like, Cole, like, I set up this whole thing for you. Like, that's so disrespectful. And I was like, I'm sorry, man, but, like, I'm doing it for school. Even though school yeah, turned out to be but. <laughs> he ended up saying sorry to me afterwards. He apologized, so it was all good. But it was, it was pretty funny. I was pretty close to going to Guelph. Oh, my. That's crazy. That's a good story. Holy shit. Um, so, so like, the jump and play, you're learning coverages, you're running routes. How, how much different was, like, the regiment of practice and working out and, like, fitting it into your day? Well, like, in, the, in like, first year, so, like, you know how, like, in high school, you don't work out at all or do anything. So even, like, going to, like, the first training camp, like, I think it was a Jason L. Dean concert the day before our first training camp and uh, at Darien Lake. So I went and I said I would drive. So I drove. I got home at, like, 3 a.m. My <laughs> parents woke me up at 6 a.m. to drive me to training camp in first year. Holy shit. And I walked. I got there. I was a disaster. And so, like, then I realized, like, it, it was, like, kind of, like, boys to, like, men at first, right? Because, like, most of the guys are, like, four or five years older. Yeah. So they're, like, full beards. Just beer chugging, weightlifting. Oh, dude, it was a disaster. At first, I didn't even know if I wanted to be there. And then, like, after, like, midway through first year, you kind of had to, like, work out every day. And then by, like, second and third year, because I was just more so, like, pissed off at the fact that I wasn't playing at all. Because, like, obviously, everybody goes in with the hopes of playing. Yeah. And I kind of got used to it. So, like, second, third year, we were working out every day. And by third year, I was dressing, but I wasn't playing. So... In third year was kind of where I just like decided like I was just gonna make the leap. So we got merchant in our new quarterback, and me and him were throwing like every day that summer and basically working out like almost twice a day. Yeah. And it, it's man, it's it just consumes your whole life because it's only a three month season. But the, but the you're, you're, you're using just, the other nine months to get ready for it. Exactly. It's kind of insane because like if like I couldn't imagine being on a shit team like just going and being like hey like I'm gonna take nine months and fucking work out just to get waxed for like eight straight games right <laughs> like i don't get it like we always thought about that in our film room like we're watching film on this team and we're laughing and shit and like these guys are preparing to play us just to get waxed like a hundred to nothing I, just don't, <laughs> I don't get it so okay so you were lucky in the sense where you were always on really good teams now it's probably a testament to how good you are as well but i maybe not so much at western like they just have an, an established program so like what do you think that like helped you at all like uh, i think for sure it did because like obviously when you're in a like winning culture like you want to be yeah. a part of it right like you don't want to sit there and watch the guys that are playing in front of you just keep winning and you're not really a part of it yeah, especially, especially when you're like, training for it. Exactly. And, like, my thing has always been, like, I've always loved to just, like, my biggest fear is, like, losing one and two. Like, I didn't want to just be, like, a sideline player to it. Yeah. So that's kind of why, like, me and my roommate, Ando, at the time, just kind of, uh, we took it upon ourselves to kind of train. Actually, in first year, I said, and I said, dude, I guarantee you, I said, it's, like, the first, like, two months after, I said, I guarantee you we went to Vanya in our fourth year. And he'll no even, way. He'll even credit it to this day, yeah. That I said that, and I was like, I guarantee you, oh. in our fourth year, we win a Vanya. I wish I would have said fourth and fifth, Come so we didn't fucking lose. But I mean, hey, but <laughs> but yeah. So okay, I so mean, tell us about the Vanya run. 
did like when we when I look back on it and I'm like I'm comparing apples to oranges and Jess hates when I bring up fucking <laughs> Golden Gators. But uh like when I look back on it, like it was a lot of fun. Like aside from everything else, it was just fun. Did you have fun when you think about that run? No, I for sure that was a lot more fun than when we won the van, to be honest. Cause really? Well, like like I said, like leading up to like that year, like to our fourth year, I didn't start until our fourth year. Right. And so like me and Merch, like I said, we were out there, like we were throwing like four or five days a week. We were working out like every day. So my body, by the time I got to the season was already a disaster. Right. So like every game was just like a battle. Like once you got through the game, you're like, thank God. And right. then, but when like you, so you never got a chance to take it in. Like in high school, you were just having fun, like winning games, like taking it all in. Yeah, drinking and like I, do you, hang on, a little sidetrack here. Do you remember when Mister Lenny put that paper up on the wall in my locker that said about al- alcohol and athletes, <laughs> and you, you you just walked up to the paper in the locker room and just wrote my name and number on it. <laughs> like even you and Tanner would go eat McDonald's before games. I had yeah. to like get how, but yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. like, was pre game ritual. Yeah. So, like, man, that, that was insane to me even that you guys could even do that. Like, uh, Offsa, my parents brought it to the Rogerson. <laughs> and I remember, I remember we're going out for warm-ups, and I went over to Marnie and Brian, and they handed me a, a McMuffin, and I just hammered yeah. it down. <laughs> well, Seriously. even before, like, before Offsa was when I dislocated my shoulder, and DPS right. thought was going to put me in a body bag. But <laughs> So, like, yeah, I think the biggest difference was, like, it was just, like, when we were doing it in university, it was way more of like a grind, right? Like every game, you're just trying to like keep your body intact. Like by the time we even got to the finals, I could barely even move because it was just—it's just like it just adds up, right? It's just like you had a game. decent game though. I remember watching it on TV. Yeah, on it, I only say it's the best games for last, I guess. Yeah. It to be, but yeah, I, uh, before that game, I was even telling the boys I was joking about it with Ant today because I asked him where he was before the game because. Uh, so at the game, at the beginning of the game, the Jets went over the stadium and like, it's a one o'clock game. So you're awake at like 9am. You're already gassed. Yeah. Taking, like a hotel. And I'm like standing there. It's like 12 o'clock before we start and we're getting ready for warmups and I'm standing on the sideline and the anthem goes by. I'm like, fuck it. Here we go. Like not like too pumped up. And then the Jets go over and I'm like, holy fuck. They're kind of like shit my pants a little. Yeah. <laughs> and like that kind of got me going. And so Merch throws me the ball in like the fifth play of the game and like, I'm like, where's this come from, Merch? Like, you never throw me the ball. <laughs> so I ended up coming down with it and looked to the side, and there was like 11,000, like 11, 10,000 people there, and it was just like insanity. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd but like, be crazy. at that point, you don't really take it in, right? Like, that's yeah. what I was saying. Like, it was crazy because, like, the first time we even went to the venue, like, you, you don't take it in. You're all just, like, kind of in the moment. Like, I think the best part, of, to be honest, one of the best part of the games was after the game finished, I turn around, we do, like, the handshake line. And so Siv and Herm were at the game because Compson was in uh Compson was obviously in Boston watching it. So he was texting me and <laughs> Ant, I was I was telling you, I was talking to him today. He was in Baltimore at the time for a game. And that was actually the game that he got scratched because I guess he didn't have his team ready. So he was joking about it. No but, way. Uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Well, because I remember when he was on the podcast, he was telling you about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I go and I get through the handshake line. I turn to go give my mom a hug and I get run over by this guy. And I look up and it's Siv. No. <laughs> Hardest hit I took all game. Siv runs me over. <laughs> so I look up. I got Siv and Hearn standing over me. And like, it was just a, it was a good feeling to just like have those guys there with me, obviously, yeah. right? Like, 
those guys were always supporting me. Like every time I got off the field, I would always have a text from like Siv, Thompson, her and Ant, like Mac. Like those guys were always texting me like, hey, Cole, like good game. Like, are you alive? Or Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was a pretty feel-good moment for sure. And like just the way that game ended. But even like I said, like the, the Vanier Cup, even in our second year, was like a better kind of run for us. Cause you just like, you, you enjoyed it more. Cause you were taking it all in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Was there a ton of pressure that second year to go? I think so too. That's kind of why it was crazy. Like there was everybody, like we were number one in Canada at the time. Yeah. So we lost a couple guys, but we were still like everybody on our offense came back. So there was way more pressure. And like, I remember when I came into my first year, there was a pressure on our team to kind of put on that performance. Yeah. And they just could, they couldn't deliver because they had so many injuries. So, like, by the end of the season, we had, like, four guys left in our starting offense in our, my first year. So, like, I kind of realized what that pressure was like before. Yeah. But, so, yeah, that being it was – that being it, Ron, I kind of felt like we were way more, like – we're t- like, I, for myself personally, I was, like, taking it in more. Like, I wanted to win the second one more because you enjoyed the run. Like, you embraced it. Compared to, like, the first year, you were just, like, in the moment. Like, you never thought it was going to happen. But it just did. Yeah, for sure. How hard was it – so, like, all that's over – you realize the dream's done. How hard was coming to terms with it? Because football's not one of those sports you can play like into your 60s, like hockey. Like it, it's something where eventually you either can't play anymore or your body stops, right? Yeah, so, sure. so how hard was it to give up or were you done with it? Well, like I think that was the nice thing about hockey is like even like Anthony right now, he's still, he's still trying to play in Europe because like you can. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me personally, like I was honestly like I was thinking about even trying to play afterwards, like after university. Yeah. Or like not even like just to see if I could. And when I got to, by the time I got to like my sixth year, I was just like over it, you know, like yeah. I didn't want to like work like in play. Like I told you, like we were working out like twice a day on the field all the time. And like by the time I got to my sixth year, I was like, I'm kind of done with this. Like my body's like not doing what it used to do or like things just aren't the same like I would run places and like I couldn't run afterwards like I would just have to go to like the chiropractor and for like the smallest (laughs) things like yeah that's one thing that's nice about football is you just when you're done you know you're done right yeah for sure like uh, I was definitely done at the end of high school just because my knees like still yeah still to this day my knees are cooked yeah for sure I can't can't do stuff about it yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't well I got dude uh I had an I so I would have moved to Bob Cajun like 2016. Oh, I don't know where you went. Your picture's gone. Cole, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. My bad, my bad. No, no stress. No, no stress. So my 2016, so I haven't played football in three years. I get an email from a coach in the CJFL wondering if I still (laughs) had the juice and wanted to come play. And, like, there was a moment where I was like, oh, I could do it. And then I thought about it for, like, two seconds. I'm like, these knees cannot handle that. Like, what the fuck am I thinking? No, that's what's kind of nice about it, though, is that, like, at least I knew when I was done, I was done. Yeah, for sure. Like, the the guys you felt bad for, like, for even when we won, was, like, the guys that just left the year before. Like, they were all there, like, even, like, so ecstatic to see us there. But, like, you knew that some of them wanted to still be a part of it. Yeah. But, like, it's definitely one of those things where, like, so, for instance, our, our coach's son was a coach the year after he quit. Or, like, not quit, sorry, but, like, he aged out. Aged out, yeah. But, like, you could tell, like, he was even, like, dude, like, don't like don't worry. Like, this is your moment. Like, I did my part. Like, I, you know, like, you feel like you just did your part in it because it's such a battle. 
Yeah. That, that when you're done, you're ready to be done, right? Yeah, it's time. It's time. I totally get it. Um, I'm not going to keep it much longer. We've already been going at it for a good 40 minutes, but uh, I got to ask you a pretty good question. So we have this bet on the podcast. And I sent you a list of questions ahead of time, so you might have had a glimpse at it. I got to paint a picture for you, and I need you to answer a question for me. There's a six-foot-long mountain lion, okay? It weighs 200 pounds. Do you think you can kill this thing with your bare hands? I'd probably just lay down and let it eat me at this No, time. come on, for real. Out of 10 times, you think you get it a few? I don't think there's a... A shot, dude. I got a, I got like a hundred pound dog, and this thing would probably wax me. Never mind a mountain lion, like. Dude, I think I get it seven out of ten times. If you give me like maybe like one of Compson's like hunting rifles, <laughs> wait till his episode, like, sure. Or like, yeah. Give me, one, give me one of the boys on my side, or but no, I'm hunting mountain lion. No, I, I mess around with that thing. All right, all right. I thought I like I'm, that. I like that confidence in you, though. That you're gonna wax it a couple. I times. get it seven out of ten times for sure, dude. I, I, I'm like two twenty right now. I, I think if I give it a right and I land on top of the cat, if I'm on top, it's game over. I fuck that cat up all day. To be honest, if I learned anything from these last forty five minutes, it's that I need to start thinking like you. Because <laughs> all I'm thinking is like, if this mountain lion's looking at me, I'm just seeing it grow and I'm just straight. I'm just no, no. Well, Maslin, dude, we had someone on this who listens to this podcast. He'll hear this and get fired up. He started a GoFundMe account to try to get me to fight a mountain lion. Yeah, I, I'd watch that. Yo, watch who that. wouldn't? That'd be the fucking pay-per-view of the year, dude. Could you so. imagine? Like, do you even think a guy like Conor McGregor would want to fight like a mountain lion, though? Like, I think it's in your yeah. I think it's in your mentality. Like, yeah, it's, it's like be. 200 pounds, dude. You probably got thumped by, like, a, or you probably laid out a 200-pound guy on a crack block once or twice. Honestly, that's why most people didn't like me in our league, because I was, like, the scumbag that would just dive at people's knees. <laughs> <laughs> dude, there was a video, because we do all our film, right? And, like, yeah. I would go at DNs, and there was a video of me going to dive at a DN, and, like, he thought I was going to stay up, but I didn't, and I went right at his knee, and you just see his knee, like, just, like, bend. And everybody's <laughs> like... Ooh, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, if I don't go low, like, yeah, I'm what, not yeah, back for real, up. for I'm real, back up. So it's either him or me. <laughs> doggy so. dog, doggy dog. Well, Taryn and ACL is probably a good point to stop the podcast. Cole, thank you so much for coming on. You're probably making people dizzy walking around your apartment while we're filming, but that's fine. You, I, I got the dogs with me, so I'm just walking. Oh, uh, so that, give, give, oh, yeah, we love dogs. Show us the dogs. Uh, there's Mickey. That's oh, mine. That's mine. look how cute. cute. Oh, fuck. They're cute. Eh? I totally forgot. I didn't even realize it was a video the whole time. But I mean, hey, thanks <laughs> again Go for having me on here. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, buddy. Bye. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to talk. I haven't talked to you in a while other than like random messages from time to time. I'm glad to see you're doing well. I'd love to get out there and play some golf with you since we can't ball anymore. And uh, hopefully I see you soon. Absolutely, buddy. I, again, I appreciate you having me on here. It's awesome what you guys are doing with this. It's uh, it's a treat to listen to every once in a while. So you guys keep doing what you're doing, and uh, thanks again, Go, for having me. Thanks, Doc. Bye.